This is the Gang Life Redemption Podcast, and I am your host, Santiago Figueroa, an ex-gang member out of California, so let's kick it off. If you haven't subscribed already, please do so to get all my new content on Gang Life Redemption. Today's topic or title is Finding Humility in the Storm. This is such an important topic because without humility, it is very easy to lose everything that we have fought for and everything that we have gained on our path of redemption. And there's a quote by St. Augustine that I wanted to share. It says, do you wish to rise? Begin by descending. You plan a tower that will pierce the clouds. Lay first the foundation of humility. Without humility, there will be no promotion or success. And that's something that I've learned throughout the years. I remember a time when I had uh, I was fighting my case and I, where I had a, an awakening of the changes that needed to take place in my life. And as I sat in uh, lockup in uh, the Las Vegas County Jail, I remember I began to read and begin to study and really begin to think about my life. And, you know, in these lockup situations, um, they can be pretty tense. You're under a lot of stress and you're thinking about your case and you're waiting for mail uh, to contact your people. Um, as some people have said, and I, and I found that prison is a, is a lot more of a relaxing place sometimes than uh, the actual county jail because you got people coming and going a lot of different personalities and and people really don't care because a lot of these people know they're going to be back out on the street uh, very shortly it's usually the lifers and those that carry more heavier cases that are more uh, calmado or or laid back more respectful and i remember this time when there was uh, a lot of youngsters uh, on our tier and a lot of noise uh, going around and um, just, a, just a lot of a lot of ruckus and chaos and I remember somebody that was on my event uh, uh, another Chicano and he said uh, you know uh, he called me Stilo that's what they had called me at that time and he said hey Stilo hey how do you how do you deal with this how do you put up with this you know and um, and he had shouted out and made some comments and uh, to some of these people to quiet down. And I just told him that I try to humble myself, that I just try to humble myself, that, you know, it's it's frustrating, you know, when you're trying to focus on something and you're trying to have a positive mindset and there's a lot of ignorance and negativity that's being um, put out on the tier. And when I had said that, his response was, you don't have to be humble. And I, I thought to myself, you know, this guy, he, he, I could tell he had been in and out. He had, he, he had done some prison time. He was a convict. And his response that you don't have to be humble, it was kind of a shock to me because I would, I, I thought to myself, you know, I would think that, you know, maybe after being in and out, that he would have learned, uh, you know, the lesson of humility or had a desire for humility 
or just knew the value of being humble and being patient. Uh, but unfortunately, he didn't. And, he, and, and at that moment, I thought to myself, this seems like one of those individuals that is probably going to spend the rest of his life in and out of prison. And that's just the impression that I got. And I didn't, I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be like that. And if anything, it reinforced, it reinforced my need and my desire for humility. Now, at this time, far, I was far from being a humble individual. And what humility is, is humility is, is when you come to a place to where you don't care what people think or what people say. And I have striven for this since that time. I believe it was in 2005. Since 2005, I have been striving for humility and more humility in my life. And I have found it more precious than gold. More precious than gold. And what I've learned is with humility... Humility is what's going to help you from ending up in the hole. If you're listening to this and you're doing county time or you're doing a you know, state or federal time, humility will keep you out of the hole. It'll help you from not getting locked up over and over again. And humility will help you to have peace of mind. And I... What I learned most is just being able to observe, just being able to observe. And there's three points that I want to focus on today. I'll try not to get into this too long, but there is there's quite a bit that I've uh, that I've learned about humility. Unfortunately, uh, a lot of it since I got out of of prison. The Humility is needed in, in multiple areas. Humility is a response to uh, betrayal. Humility is a response to rejection, jealousy, envy, and insults. And it's a solution. It's a positive response to these things. And so I want to go over betrayal, rejection, jealousy, envy, and insults. And, and, and what humility looks like in response to these things and how we can kind of have an awareness, a self-awareness um, as, as to how to, uh, you know, ex exercise or execute humility. So I'll start off with betrayal and rejection. Betrayal and rejection, those are uh, definitely the heavy hitters. Definitely the heavy hitters. And the reason why is because betrayal and rejection, they happen through those people that are closest to our hearts. And betrayal and rejection, when they hurt the most, it's because we trust those individuals. We trust those people. And if you've, if you've lived your life and you've been around the block a couple times, you're at a point to where you don't just trust anybody. But the people that you did trust, some of those people have possibly betrayed you or rejected you. 
And betrayal and rejection usually come through a close family member or a close family friend. And I don't know if you've heard, but uh, if you are active and when you are active and you, you do something that's, uh, that deems you as being no good or you break some policy or some rule, uh, what's going to most likely happen is um, the person that's going to betray you or uh, carry out that rejection, um, that dismissal of you is going to be a family member or a family friend or somebody that is very, very close. And that's why it hurts the most. That's why it hurts the most. And um, so what I want to emphasize here is the need to to have the utmost love and respect for your family. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to just trust yourself and trust everything that you are to your family and to those close family friends. You still, you still have to guard your heart. You can't be naive and just leave yourself uh, totally open. It's, uh, it's not very wise to do that. And with, uh, now when you are betrayed by a, cl a close family member, a close fr family friend, you'll have to use, you have to exercise humility, which is being able to have more care and concern for yourself and for your immediate family members, such as your wife, your children, and your other family members that, you know, that have not done, done you wrong. We all know that when, when we're living that life out there in the streets and we're active and we're gangbanging and, uh, you know, somebody betrays us the way we would handle things back then, you know, it's hopefully not the way that we're going to handle things now that we've been redeemed and that we're redeeming the time. But not using humility or failing to use humility can easily undo everything that you have worked for. I remember when a family member would betray me um, or hurt another family member. Here's an example. I had a, a family member that had betrayed me and I severely hurt this individual just severely and it, it was it was horrible and that being when when I was active and I was out there in the world uh, up to no good years had passed and I had uh, got locked up got released and uh, within the past I think it was a couple years my mom had gave me a call and told me that another family member had you know, done some very disrespectful stuff to her, taken some stuff, some property from her. Um, and people had, uh, you know, been verbally, you know, disrespectful and, uh, you know, uh, thank God that, you know, they didn't put no hands on her or do anything like that because that's something that, uh, that would be very, very difficult for me to humble myself in a situation like that. But still, Knowing that, you know, another family member was disrespectful to my mother, um, I didn't just rush out and go deal with this individual. I just gave my mom the best advice that I could. 
and uh, gave her some good counsel on what to do. And the good thing was is uh, one of my other family members was able to mediate the situation and resolve it. But I had to use humility there. I had to use humility. And I had to cast, uh, uh, you know, all my anxieties, my, my cares and my concerns and, um, to the side. And um, I stayed in contact with my mom regularly to make sure that she was okay. And as I seen a, a good, uh, another family member get involved to mediate and everything worked out, but it took humility and in humility is the, the situation was resolved and everything was better. But if I would have acted in haste and in pride, um, I could have lost everything that I have, have worked for um, and obtained and for, for nothing, for nothing, because the issue was actually resolved. It was resolved with, as I just sat back and I observed and I was, I was humble about it. And um, so that's something that you have to learn how to you know, use humility and deal with situations differently. And this, an example for this is, is betrayal and rejection. As far as rejection, there are going to be some family members that are not going to accept the changes that you've made in your life. They're not going to believe that you've really changed and it's going to be very hurtful because there's going to be uh, a type of judgmental mentality that's coming from them. They're still going to have accusations against you. They're still not going to like you for whatever reason. They're going to, they may, even if you made amends with them or apologize to them, they may not think it's sincere and you're going because if you were anything like I was, you made mistakes and you did a lot of foolishness and probably hurt a lot of people and burned a lot of bridges. And there's going to be some family members that you are still going to have to associate with and that are still going to be in that family circle. And they'll they'll reject you. They won't want nothing to do with you. And instead of getting angry or going and giving them a piece of your mind or wanting to, uh, you know, feel uh, uh, disrespected or, you know, take that rejection and, and, and teach them a thing or two or show them, uh, you know, where they can take it. Uh, that's going to be the worst thing that you can do. Um, and in this case, uh, humility, humility is going to, to have to be exercised. And because what you're doing now is more important without humility, you won't be able to keep, keep everything that you've worked for or, or, or continue to move forward and gain higher ground and success and in your life. And something that, uh, you have to understand with, with your fam, with your close family and your close friends is uh, you'll need discernment. You have to know who you're dealing with. Just because they're your family, you can't just open yourself up and expect everyone to act like everything is, is good, like everything's just okay. 
But the way that you're going to know on who, who is who, who you can trust, who you shouldn't trust, is by how they, they're going to treat you on how they feel about you. And what I mean by that is, is, you know, how they greet you. And these are the things that you have to look at. You know, if someone's avoiding you, then, you know, that's a sign. That's a red flag that uh, most likely they, they still have, uh, you know, some wounds that haven't healed. Or they still have some judgment. Um, or they still have a negative mindset against you. And sometimes those things will take time for those people to come around. And you're going to have to just keep yourself humble every time you come around that person or every time that the name of that person is mentioned, you know, don't use it as a time to, you know, to bash that person or, you know, try to shed, uh, shed a negative light on that family member. But, um, um, trust those pe trust those family members and friends that that treat you well that you can be able to see that they mean you well and and those that um, that don't that don't really want to communicate with you they always have something negative to say about you you know those ones you you're going to have to learn that you're going to need to guard your heart when you're around those people uh, to avoid further betrayal and rejection. Now with friends, the good thing about betrayal and rejection from friends is that, you know, maybe they weren't a friend at all. Maybe their mask just fell off and now, now you know the truth. You know, it took that situation, that betrayal or that rejection to be able to show you who they really were. And one of the one of the best things that that I love about uh, you know a betrayal from a friend is that you can always make more friends. You can always make more friends, and you can learn from it, and and you can grow from it. But you know when it's family or those close uh, friends of the family, you know those things are a little those those are a lot more tougher, a lot more tougher to deal with. Because you can't choose, you can't choose who, who, who you share blood with, who you're related to. And, but with friends you can, and that's a good thing. And so it, it, it should be easier to use humility there. And one of the, the biggest takeaways uh, for betrayal and rejection with friends is just keep in mind, you know, they, now you know who they are. And you can always make more friends. It's not a problem. And just be a little more wiser, be a little more cautious and learn from that relationship and take it into the next one. Moving on to jealousy and envy. Jealousy and envy. What In my experience, the jealousy and envy um, that I've had, which is it, it seems like quite a bit, honestly. And, and this is why I think that, you know, coming out of uh, prison, out of a negative lifestyle, I believe that you're going to have a lot more to prove. You're going to have a lot more to work for. You're going to have a lot more drive. 
You know, when you wake up and you realize that there is more to life than you had while you were, uh, you know, gangbanging and, and living, you know, that life of a thug and you realize that there's more, you're going to have a lot more passion uh, about what you do. And jealousy and envy is something that is easily going to find you. And primarily when you start to, you begin to work and you start getting involved in the community, uh, jealousy will find you uh, through your classmates and through your coworkers. And, and I, I've experienced this. So with coworkers, you may come into a job and I've seen this with other other brothers and uh, Chicanos that have, they've turned their life around. They, they go get this new job and they're just, they're killing it. They're killing it. They're putting in overtime. You know, they're working faster than other people. And um, there's other people that have not really come out of, they're not trying to redeem the time. They're not trying to take back the time. They're content with where they are. They don't have anything to prove. They haven't really lost anything. You know, they've kind of just been coasting through life and they're content with that. But you, you're trying to get ahead. So you're working twice as hard, three times as hard because you're trying to dig yourself out of this hole. And you're not telling them that. You're not sharing all the details as to why you're doing what you're doing. You're just excited. You're happy that you have a new chance that you have a, a fresh opportunity. And because of that, because you're shining and because, uh, you know, you're raising the standard, you know, these coworkers are going that, that have a, a primary love for themselves and that don't have a love for an individual such as yourself that's trying to change their life and turn their life around. They are going to be tormented. <laughs> By your accomplishments you know when your boss is praising you and giving you a pat on the back and giving you extra work because you know he sees that you're doing a great job and he knows you can handle it they're gonna take that as a as an insult they'll take that as something that's something that's gonna start tormenting them because they don't really have any love for you or anybody else they're just kind of they're in it for themselves and that's uh jealousy creates issues with the person that are not really there and so therefore issues are going to arise oftentimes between that person and you and they may lie about you they may try to set you up for failure on the job i remember i was uh i was talking to uh a chicano uh not too far from, from where I am right now. And he, he gave me a call and our families would, would barbecue and hang out uh, quite a bit. And he gave me a call and he told me he was locked up. And it was kind of a shock because I seen that he was doing really good. He had turned his whole life around. Uh, he was from LA and he was doing really good, um, taking care of his family, working hard. And uh, he seemed like a really decent guy. And, but he was locked up. And then when he had told me what had happened, um, 
and he had kind of shared a little bit with me um, before I found out that, you know, he had been locked up and what had happened. But people were hating on him at his job. He was looking, uh, he was getting close for, to a promotion. And uh, someone at his job said that he threatened uh, to hit them or he threatened them somehow. And he said he didn't. And he didn't come across like the person that would make threats. It, 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 he seemed like a mature individual, hardworking dude. Um, he didn't seem like the one that would really be running his mouth. And, But they said these things about him. Um, I think because he had a criminal record or a past, police showed up. They didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. And they threw him in the county. And I went to go visit him. And the, he shared with me the details. And I just tried to be uh, the best encouragement that I could uh, to him. And a lot of times when this type of stuff happens, you know, God has something better for you. You know, God will close one door and he'll open a better door for you. And because I still know him and I still talk to him, he actually is in a better place. And I think he's like a foreman doing construction now, getting paid a lot more. And um, he's actually a lot better than, than what he was doing before. Working with people that didn't appreciate you know, what he was trying to do in his life. But jealousy, jealousy will easily come from uh, coworkers, uh, students, associates. And um, they're, you know, when people are jealous of you, you know, they're always listening. They're always, they always want to, uh, you know, cast judgment and condemn you. And they're always looking for fault in you. And in these situations, the best thing that you can do is humble yourself, humble yourself. You know, the, uh, the brother that I was talking about, you know, he, he could have easily taken those accusations of, you know, uh, of them saying that he was threatening them and he could have took off on the person. He could have easily took off on the person, but he didn't. And, and, uh, that was the best thing that he could have done and was humble himself because then it would have proven and, and they were probably trying to provoke him. They were probably trying to provoke him as they stood there knowing that they were lying about him. They probably hoped that he would have done something to prove that he was violent or, or whatever the case was that he had, uh, you know, some type of character issues, but he didn't. Everything was dropped. And he was able to move on with his life because he used humility and he didn't have any care or concern or take it personal as to what they said or what they thought about him. And another area where uh, jealousy and envy is, is with associates, you know, people that you don't really have any type of uh, in-depth relationship with, you know, they're not family they're not close friends. They may not even be coworkers. It may be somebody that is a neighbor, somebody you run into from time to time. Uh, maybe you volunteer at a place, and there's uh, you know just people that you kind of as uh, associate with. Um, oftentimes, envy will come in through associates. And you will have to use humility again to be able to not fall into um, 
you know, resorting back to who you were or, or falling back into your old ways. And the thing is, is we have to really be conscious, really be conscious of the use of humility. You know, everything that we do, we're, we're breaking into new territory. We're redeeming the time. We're taking back the time. We're taking back the, the way that we dealt with things before, the places that we went to before, the way we acted, the way we thought. You know, back in the days, humility was never an option. It was what? I mean, for myself, it was like, you know, brown pride. It was, you know, the pride of my gang. It was machismo. And in my past, there was a lot of pride. My attitude was that I'm not going to let you talk to me like that. You're not going to talk to me like that. I'm going to teach you a lesson. But now we have to consciously know that those are not acceptable solutions if we want to redeem the time, take back the time, and become successful for ourselves and for our families and, and do what is best for ourselves. Taking the easy way out, using humility is hard. <laughs> it, it is hard. It's very tough, but it'll make you stronger. Doing what is hard will always make you stronger. Doing what is easy will always make you weaker than you originally were. And people that are envious, these types of people are usually the ones that they compare themselves with you. They, they, they're always in some type of competition with you. And they don't really know their self-worth. They don't really know their identity of who they are. And it comes from a place of they, they have a, a, some type of a sense of entitlement or superiority. And they think they're better than you. They may, and they may know your past. They may know your past. They may know that you had a criminal record. They may know that you had been locked up. And they're associates because, you know, you guys don't, you already don't really click because they have this superior entitlement comp, uh, complex about themselves. The fact that you're in the same place that they are, and you've been locked up, you've, you know, you've been a knucklehead, you've gang banged, they don't like that. Because they see themselves as only I should be here. You know, I'm, a, I'm better, I'm good, I'm righteous. And the fact that you can come along and be, you know, head to head with them or, or next to them or at their level because of your hard work and because of your uh, work in redeeming the time and taking back the time, uh, they don't like that. They may, they may not even believe that you went through everything that you went through. They, they may not want to believe it. And um, because they that may tell them that they should be a whole lot farther than where they are. Because you've made it to where they are, overcoming all these obstacles. And um, a lot of times, because of their superior, uh, superiority and their entitlement, complex they will be envious of you and um and uh you have to humble yourself you have to humble yourself before these people 
so that you can continue to press forward. Now, insults, insults. Insults have, haven't been something that I've directly dealt with, but at times there are people that will you know, throw insults. A lot of them are cowardice. They'll be like under the breath. Some of them will be racial. And um, I remember when uh, I bought this house and was remodeling it in uh, a neighborhood not too long ago, uh, probably in the past five years. And I had just got this house, was remodeling it. <clears throat> the neighborhood was uh, uh, predominantly uh, Caucasian. And uh, one day, I, I think I was driving through the alley or, or something, and somebody was leaving their house, and they were actually going the wrong way. And I pulled over as much as I could. So e even though they're going the wrong way, they were like an older couple. And um, this guy that was driving, he began, even though he's going the wrong way, <laughs> he begins uh, just saying a bunch of just ignorant, racist stuff. You know, the guy was probably, I don't know, he was probably like in his 50s or 60s. And he, he begins to say a bunch of racist stuff and Mexican this and Mexican that. And, um, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, old me, old me. And thoughts came like, man, this guy doesn't even know. He has no idea, like no idea, um, you know, how ignorant he is. And, but, uh, instead of saying anything back, I could have yelled out or shouted out like, Hey, you're going the wrong way. I could have not moved my car over and just stayed right in the middle and been a jerk and, you know, made them reverse all the way down, you know, the one way street that's in the back of my house. But I didn't, I pulled over, I let them go by, listened to his comments humbled myself and I just thought to myself that uh, it's it's just not worth it it's not worth it and as you move forward using humility and, and not really caring about you know what people say or what people think it becomes a lot easier as you gain more ground and as you become more successful but one of the one of the best things that I love about exercising humility is a lot of times these people will come back and apologize. They'll apologize. See, because they may be going through something, you know, when they're, and this is all, all the way down the chain, you know, people that betray you, people that reject you, people that are jealous and envious and people that insult you, you know, we don't know what those people are going through. Now, there is no excuse for somebody to act like a jerk you know, or, or like an idiot. There's no excuse for that. But a lot of times these people, you know, they're, they're, they're dealing with something. And they don't know who you are. Because if they did, most likely, you know, they probably, well, most likely they probably wouldn't be talking to you the, the way that they're talking to you or treating you the way that they're treating you. And, you know, like kind of poking a stick at a, at a pit bull. They, 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 they don't, they have no idea. And, um, 
and they're going through something. And what, what had happened in this situation was the, the lady, the, the, uh, the lady came over to my house and she apologized. She apologized for her husband. She invited me over, invited my family over and my kids. And um, she invited us over and, and you know, everything. Was, and she just had a huge apology. And um, I forgot what she had said. She had some excuse or reason why. And she said he's not racist. He, you know, he just said racist things. And it uh, doesn't really make sense to me. <laughs> but I didn't really care, you know, if he was racist or not. And um, I just, you know, I, I, I didn't want nothing to do with it. And, um, but it was nice that she came over. It was nice that she came over. And I remember another time as well. And this is uh, in regards to like uh, insults. You know, they say that hurt people hurt people. And people that are hurting inside, they're the ones that are usually the ones that lash out. And they try to hurt you with some form of, of disrespect. That's uh, that was the case. So when I when I, um, after I was in the county in Las Vegas, I ended up getting uh, my case reduced uh, just to a attempted battery on a police officer, and I still had to do some prison time after fighting it for a year. I think I went. Uh, I ended up doing about, I think about 18 months or two years um, in Nevada State Prison. And while I was in there, um, I just used that time to focus on God, just to focus on God. And every day I'd be uh, reading my Bible, studying my Bible. Uh, one of my, uh, well, my Sally, he was an ex-homie out of Stockton, out of Stockton, California. And, um, and he's a lifer. He was doing life in there for a home invasion. And he was active and he had actually just uh, went inactive. He had just went inactive and he had got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And um, he was still a hothead, though. <laughs> we had some we had a lot of conversations and we bumped heads a little bit. And uh, his name was Alex. That's right. Alex. And uh, probably the best Sally that I ever had. And um, a little older than me. But I remember one day um, I had like a porter job and I was walking around the tier. I'm mopping and I passed by somebody's cell and I was always real quiet. I didn't really, really have a lot to say. My, my mind was just on bettering myself and, uh, and, and getting out. And, um, and I would just stick to a couple of people you know, that I didn't think were weirdos. And, uh, you know, most of the time it was just, you know, Alex and I, we'd just be chopping it up, and then his brother ended up coming to the same unit. Um, but I, I would just stick around people that had positive conversation. And I was a short timer. There was just there was a lot of people doing a lot of time there. But I went by this tier. Well, I was mopping the tier, and I went by someone's cell, and you know I could tell that he had uh, you know waxed his cell, and it was looking clean. It was looking really really nice, and you know I. I don't really say much, but I reached out to compliment the guy and I'm, and I was like, man, that's, that's pretty feed, man. You know, you, you got a nice floor. And I was like, you know, what'd you use on it? And I already know he probably, it was either wax or, you know, you know, something basic and, um, or soap or something. 
but um, yeah, he 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 had made kind of like a like a disrespectful comment, and I was like, all right, all right, and you know, I just I just left it as that. I thought to myself, like, you know, I don't really talk to. That's why I don't talk to nobody really, you know, because as I was walking away, it's like you know that's you know people. Yeah, a little bit of negativity. I was thinking to myself, like, you know, people, they always got something stupid to say, man. And um, I started to get hot. But then I thought about the fact, too, that, you know, just uh, who cares? Who cares what this dude thinks or, you know, he doesn't know who I am. And, you know, just just let it go. So I just continued reading I, I mean, after I would work. So all I would do is I, was, I would clean up as a porter and then I would read and study like all day. As soon as the door cracked, I'd be out on the tier, just like reading and studying at this one table. And I did that for like, nope, yeah, the whole time I was there, that was my routine. And um, later the guy comes to me, he comes over to my table and he's an older guy too. He's pretty old. He's probably a lifer, most likely. And uh, he comes over to my table and he says, hey man, uh, you know, uh, the other day, it was probably like a couple weeks, but you know, time flies. And uh, he said the other day when you were over at my cell, he said, uh, I just want to apologize, you know, for the way that I responded. And uh, he's like, I always see you studying and um, I see you reading. I see you, you keep to yourself and, uh, you know, you have a, you have a good program. He said, uh, you know, I just want to apologize, let you know, you know, it's, it's, it's all good. And I was like, uh, no, no worries. I go, it's all good. I figured, you know, you probably were, you know, I don't know, having a bad day or something. But, you know, in cases like that, um, you know, little things, and, there, and, and I can go on, I can go on, but using humility, using humility is, it's a, it's a real, it's a real test of your character. It's a real test of character. And if you've, if you've really, if you've ever been about anything and you've, you know, you, you live that life. And this is gang life redemption. So this is for gangsters. <laughs> this is for gangsters. And, 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 you know, you've been around gangsters and you've been required to do things that, you know, are unmentionable, things that we don't even need to really talk about. Then you know that it's, uh, you know, using humility, it's a true test of your character. And it's something that's going to really help you grow. It's not something that's easy to do. Let me see where we're at. So I'm going to start wrapping this up. So the point of all this is, is to, to basically get down to the fact that, you know, when somebody comes with an insult, that we need to conduct ourselves and be civil and patient and, 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 and don't become emotionally involved. Don't give an emotional response. But that's what, so that's what humility is. It's not just saying, I don't care. It's not having a, I don't care attitude. Because even that can be negative, you know, used in the wrong way. But it's not, it, it's showing it in your actions. You, know, you can't say, I don't care. But then you start insulting the person back. You can't say you don't care. But you're, uh, you know, you're like, you know, shaking and you're ready to punch the guy out. <laughs> or you can't say, you know, that you don't care, but, uh, you know, you're trying to physically intimidate or threaten the person. 
And um, humility is not giving an emotional response. Usually a person that is give, throwing insults at you, they're a person that already feels powerless. And they're trying to get power over you. They're trying to uh, provoke you. Um, and I always thought, I always thought about this. I've never been the type of person to, to threaten somebody or try to like disrespect somebody or insult them. Like, why would I want to warn the person that, that I have some type of negative thoughts or intentions for them? That, to me, that doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. On, but the, the reason why people do this is because they already feel powerless. They already feel powerless and they're trying to exhort uh, some type of power over you and provoke you or get some type of response out of you. And the best thing that you can do through humility is to ignore their insults. A lot of times these people are going to feel foolish. They're going to feel very foolish, you know, for the way that they conducted themselves. Just like the couple individuals that I told you and they came and apologized. And I'm not trying to mock them in any way, but I'm, I'm sure that they felt foolish. And, and you probably had this happen before too. But they'll feel foolish. A lot of times they'll come back and they'll even apologize. And if you can't ignore it, if you can't ignore it, then, you know, maybe you just need to laugh at it. Because sometimes it's better to laugh than to cry or lash out. And the point of all this is to learn from it, to change it, to do something positive. These things are unavoidable. As you redeem the time, as you redeem the time, you will have to face these tests and the, these tests of character, these obstacles and these challenges in the real world. You can't just go around beating everybody up. <laughs> that's just that's the simplest way to put it. You know, I know you may be a hammer, but you got to stop seeing everything as a nail. You got to stop seeing everything as a nail. And learn to have some humility. The key to humility has been for me in knowing that what I have done to people in my life and not being able to rise and cast a stone at someone. So just remembering, you know, my, my shortcomings, remembering the mistakes that I made. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for a lot of the stuff that I've done for somebody to easily want to judge me and you know, cast stones at me. Keep it in mind, you know, where I come from and the mistakes I've made, it helps me stay humble. What I'm saying is, as I remember all the people I have hurt in my life, I don't want to hurt anymore. I am tired of the way of life that I lived. And I will let God deal with them now. So I'm going to leave you with that. I hope that you got something out of this. If you have any questions or comments, go ahead and post them. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. I'll be bringing some more content and you know, hopefully you, you enjoy it and get something out of it. So God bless. You have a great night.